Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Lord, I appreciate all the good singing, congregational singing, special singing, everybody doing their part. It's good to be here. We can leave here tonight and say that it's already been good to be in the Lord's house. And uh, what a great statement that that is. We are thankful for everybody that done their part, from the little ones to everybody singing their songs and, you know, all the things. But, well, what a great statement that that is. Whatever it is, Lord, it satisfies me. That's a big statement to make today. You know, so many times we want what we want, uh, not necessarily what God wants us to do. Boy, what a great statement that that is, and I'm just glad that nothing else. I got that tonight. I'm thankful for that. Well, we're going to be reading out of Psalms, the 121st chapter. The Lord being our helper, we do uh, always desire your prayers when we come and preach and try to give you what God has laid upon our hearts. We always do. Uh, maybe may, may need a couple extra hard prayers tonight. We've been up at Red Top, and they fed us a little bit too much. I, we joked with them. I mean, I told my wife and my mom even went up there, and I said, well, we ain't going to have to cook. They're going to have plenty of food. Man, they had enough for the con- for the association two times over. I mean, there was a lot. So I tried my best to help them look, so they wouldn't have too, many, too much leftovers. And I've been sitting at the house drinking water and coffee and everything else trying to get me straightened back out. But, you know, it's good to be here. We find as we get older... Uh, you know, enjoying those things gets harder and harder and harder, you know. A little bit of Pepto and things before we got here, but we're good. We are good. But okay, I'm sorry. I don't make to mean to be light of anything, you know. But, uh, but we do desire your prayers and ask the Lord to help us tonight, all right? So if I kind of if I just kind of kill over, just come back. Somebody come up here and nudge me and we'll try to get back up and go again. All right, as we said, we're going to be out of Psalms 121. And the Bible says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from the time forth and even forevermore. Let us pray. Dear kind, merciful Heavenly Father, we are thankful, Lord, for this day. We're thankful, Lord, for what we've already felt in our heart. God, we're thankful, Lord, that we can... Realize, Lord, who our keeper is, Lord, and where our help truly comes from. God, we pray, Lord, that you would help us, Lord, tonight to rightfully divide your word. We pray, God, that we all, each and every one of us, open up our hearts and our minds to the message, and we can apply it to our lives. God, always looking to you, Father, in everything that we do. And God, will praise you, and we'll thank you for all things, Lord. For it's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. We all say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much. One thing I really have learned to enjoy or get out of Psalms that maybe I didn't so much in the past 
is the revelations that come along that many of us know to be true. But yet, whenever the psalmist sometimes he puts it in such a way that it helps us to have a better understanding. And there is a there is a uh, um, the Lord help me tonight. There is a a recognition of who our helps come from here in the twenty one twenty one. You know, we know you can read through the through Psalms and you'll find that it mentions many places about God being our help. It speaks of him being our help, an ever-present help in time of trouble. We know that David, many many of the words that he wrote inspired by God was looking to God as his help. As he had so many enemies and everything rise up against him. But I think today we need to try to take a moment of knowing these things, but yet... Sometimes we need to slow down in our everyday life and really realize who our help is and where it truly comes from. The things of this world are here just for a little while. And as I've grown older and getting older and grayer a little bit and losing more hair and everything else that comes along with it, that I hope and pray that if nothing else, I'm kind of stubborn, but I hope and pray that I have learned to try to lean upon the Lord a little bit more and more every day. Me, myself, I'm one that has always thought that I could take care of it. I was, if there was something that needed to be done, I was going to do it or I thought I could do it. But yet, many times I have found in my life that when I get worried and I start to overreact, I begin to make an awful lot of mistakes. You know, there's a lot of things I look back that I wish and pray that I would have stopped and slowed down just for a minute and realize truly where my help comes from. Instead of thinking, well, I've got this. I've got this under control. Now, let me say this before we go any further. We all know that the good Lord gave us enough sense that if we get sick or if something comes against something in our family or you know illnesses and things, that we ought to go to the doctor and seek those help. But we also need to pray that the God would guide the doctors and the nurses' hands as they administer care because we know that if truly any healing comes, it's going to come from God, right? But yet we need to realize before anything else that who does our help come from? Now, if we begin to look at the Word here and help us to, to go on a little bit further in this thought, he says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which hath made heaven and earth. What a great statement that that is. So many times in our lives, we forget just who it is that we serve. We forget who it is, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and who our Father is, God the Almighty, the one that spoke this world into existence, and I believe that He hung it exactly where it needed to be that we could have life. Everything that we walk out at night and we look outside and we see all the stars and everything, that is God's creation. God created everything that we see. God created all the creatures of the earth and God formed man, Adam, in his own image and gave us Eve to help make. Each and every one of us are a special being of God and he created everything and then we also know that he sent his only begotten son that we could have life and have it more abundantly. But yet we see those things, but yet we need to truly realize it and know who our help comes from. So many times when we're walking in life, and I find myself that when trouble comes and things begin to come against me or my family and things begin to rise up, many times I 
look down at the ground and I began to kind of mope around and get worried about things. But what the psalmist is telling us here is that what we ought to do is lift our eyes up to heaven and look to our true help and look to him knowing that he is the author and the finisher and the creator of all things. And I've got news for you tonight. Let me just go ahead and spool it for you right now. He's on my side. You understand? He's on my side. He's on my side. He is greater than he that is within me than he that is in the world. But yet so many times in our lives we forget that, right? I always like to think many times that about that old song that says, I'm a winner either way. If I go, where if I stay? I know I quote that and talk about it a lot. But yet we need to be reminded of that. But no matter what happens in this life, I am a winner. I am a victor in Christ Jesus. And God the Father is on my side. And we all not look around and just keep our head down to the ground, but look up to God Almighty, knowing and realizing and identifying who our help comes from, right? I know that we ought to have good enough sense to do certain things, but let me say this, I don't know, but the Lord keeps bringing it to my mind, so I guess I better say it. Things of this world will fail us, you know, our jobs and things like that, it ain't always guaranteed to be there tomorrow. Our cars ain't guaranteed to start. Our houses may wither and fall, but I got news for you. God is still in control. We look at the world today and we see the condition that our nation is in. We see the condition of our churches. And many times we want to throw our hands up and many of us begin to make an excuse saying, well, that's just the way that it is nowadays. We're going through the great falling away. But I'm here to tell you today, God is still in control. And that doesn't give us an excuse just to stop working. No, if you read the Bible and over in Hebrews, we ought to work the harder and come together the harder and the more. As we see that day, approach it because we are running out of time knowing and believing who our help comes from. It doesn't come from the government. It doesn't come from this nation. It comes from God. Amen. It don't come from the name out there on the front of the church either. It don't come from my letter being in some church either. It comes from God. That's my help. That's my hope. That's everything that I have is in the blood of Jesus Christ. And everything that I do, the reason why I got up and came here, feeling all sick to the stomach and everything, because I know who my help is. And I'm going to serve him and I'm going to try to live for him as best as I can. I'm going to fail him. I'm going to fall short. Y'all know that. This ain't the first time you've heard me preach. I fail every day. But yet I still know that God has me and keeps me and he is my help because I cannot keep myself. That leads us to the next point. The Bible says he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Let's look at that first part. And they sang it. I, will, well, well, I, can't, I can't remember exactly what the little girl said, but they said, I will not be moved. I'm, I'm satisfied. My foot's on the rock. That's what they said. My foot's on the rock. And I'm glad of that. That's what it's talking about here. He says, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. When, my, when I put my life and my faith in Jesus Christ, guess what? It don't matter what comes against it. It don't matter when the winds and the waves come up against it. I know when I believe that my house is founded upon that solid rock, which is never going to fail. 
See, the world today has put their faith and trust in things of this world. And they wonder why in the world they get themselves in such a shape. I've always said this, and I ain't said it in a while, but I'm going to say it tonight. I don't know how in the world them that don't know God is their Savior or know Jesus is their Savior and they put their faith and trust in the living God. How in the world can they make it through this life today that's here today and gone tomorrow? No, I know that this is just for a moment. I know the things that I see is just here for a little while. But my home and my faith is in Christ Jesus and I'm here to tell you it'll never be moved. It don't matter who they put up there in Washington. It don't matter where they do anything in this world. God is still on the throne and it will not be moved. God is still in control. The Bible tells up over in Matthew 7, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I liken unto him a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not. For it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these things of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. I like looking around and seeing them old saints and being in this fight for a little while. And you can come to different churches and you can expect them to be there when the doors open. Yeah. Come in with a walker or set park up there at the front door where they can let them out so they can come on in. I am thankful for those that are here that will come no matter what. I've always called them the pillars of the church. Them that you can count on. You know why? Because they know who their faith and trust is. They know that when the winds and the waves and things of this life come up against it, they're still here and they're coming to worship God. You know why? Because they have built their house upon a rock. The thing that worries me, and I don't know why we're going here, but we're just going to be obedient, is them that come in just for a little while, and when things begin to come up against it, we can go over and read the story and the parable of the sower and all those things, but when the things come up against them, they're gone. You don't ever see them again. I begin to wonder, did they ever truly put their faith and trust in Christ? Did they ever truly build their foundation and their home and their hope upon the solid rock, which is God? I'm thankful today that I have built my home upon God and he has kept me when I can't keep myself. He says on on, and he that keepeth thee will not slumber. I began to think about this and it says again in the fourth verse, behold that he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. I like that word. We're, We're focusing on that word keeper. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Lord, what a blessing it is to have the keeper, which is Christ Jesus. I'm thankful for that. Isaiah, uh, Psalms 23 resists, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not walk. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. For his name's sake, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
we know that Jesus is the shepherd, right? Amen. And I've said it multiple times tonight that he keeps me when I can't keep myself. That he watches over me and keeps me and watches over me and protects me. See, when I do the things that I want to do, I get out there out in the world. I get out there and doing the things that I ought not do. I get out there in places where I ought not be. David, when we came in just a little while ago, he asked, well, what did you preach about this morning? And the Lord let us preach out of over and about the prodigal son. The prodigal son got himself out in the shape, and I thought, well, I guess I better come up with something a little bit different tonight. But the Lord let us hear, and we're trying to be obedient to him. But we begin to think about how you get out in the world. And each and every one of us have been in that condition, right? I have. I've gotten out there, and guess what? Next thing I know, it's like the prodigal son. He didn't intend to get down in there in the pig waller. He didn't intend to get down that shape. And I told my kids this, and I tell them this, and I try to help them understand about those that are out there in the world that get addicted to drugs and the things of this world. Guess what? They don't just wake up one day and they say, you know what, I'm going to be a heroin addict. No, that's not how it goes. They get up, and the next thing you know, they begin to dabble, or they begin to go out and hang out with the wrong crowd. They start going out there in the world. The next thing you know, the devil's got their claws in them and dragging them and putting them in a place that they never intended to be. Get them down there in the pig wall, or just glad and happy to eat of the husk they feel that they feed the swine. And the problem is the world today is full of those individuals that have gotten in places that they never intended. I don't believe there's a single person in this world that thinks I'm going to have kids and things and get them all taken away from me because I want to get addicted to drugs. No, what happens is just every little step and they begin to get in the right place. Guess what? That's the same thing and I'm just going to be honest with you. That would happen to me. I'd be just like them. I'd be out there as lost as a ball of highway. But I'm here to tell you today, God has kept me and put me where I'm supposed to be and has led me with his rod and his staff and protected me from getting out there in the world and getting myself in a place that I ought not to be. I am so thankful that I had people, and I don't know why we're going here, but just listen. I am so thankful that I had people in my life that brought me to church and told me about God. And when we sang it, one day somebody touched me. I can stand up on Friday because I was saved as a young boy. Because I'm telling you what, when I got to be a teenager, I was out there headed as fast as I could away from the Lord. But He always kept me, and He always was watching over me. And I'm thankful for it today. Amen. Lord, I'd be just like them, Dustin. I would. I'm just being honest with you. I got friends that I ran with. They're dead. Blended up in prison. Addicted and things like that. To the things of this world. Well, I got news for you. God kept me when I wasn't keeping myself. And now that I've got a good enough sense, I want to look to Him and know that if He has carried me through those things, if He's carried me through all the things that have happened in my life, why in the world is He going to let me go now? No! He is my ever-present help in times of trouble. He's always with me. He's always keeping me. And I'm thankful for it. Oh, Lord, let's just look here again. He that keepeth... And I'm going to read these verses again because we need to get it. He that keepeth, keepeth these shall will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. I'm so thankful that the Lord is watching over me Amen. all the time. Amen. You know, there was a thing that happened in our little neighborhood. I don't know why we're just going to go. 
There's a thing that happened in our neighborhood. They, some people went around and stole some things out of cars and stuff. People that left their cars and lot, they lost a bunch of purses and all these other things. And thieves came in and took it. I think every other house in my neighborhood has a little camera or something on the on the door or something out there to watch. And I don't believe a single one of them had a good picture of what happened. That's just the truth. And that's just the way things are. Now, Jeff, what in the world are you rattling on about? I'm here to tell you today that I have a God that is watching over me when I slumber. There is a God that's watching over my children when I'm not there watching over them. I have a God because, you know, I've got children now. i got one that's out there driving, and I'm, I, I'm trying not to act big and strong, and I still worry about him from time to time. But i got news for you. God's watching over him. I have faith that God is watching over him. I have faith that he has been saved. I have faith that no matter what, he is in control, and God has got him no matter what. And God does not slumber. God can wake up, I can wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, have a burden on my heart, be sorrowful, crying out to an almighty God, and guess what? I'm not going to pick up the phone and call him and get a dead answer. No. If I humble myself and I seek his safe, he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. It don't matter if it's 3 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock at night, 2 o'clock in the evening, whether or not I'm at work, whether or not I'm at home, whether or not I'm in my car, whether or not I'm up there somewhere up in the mountain somewhere, it don't matter. God's always there listening for me to call upon him. It's the best service going. Before every time I go to sleep, I'm one of them people. I'm, I get up and Leo will go, well, did you lock the door? And I know for sure I locked that front door, but you know what I do? I still get up and I check it anyway. Because there's something inside of me. It tells me to do so. But I tell you what, when I lay my head down at night, there's not a thought that ever creeps into my mind what's going to happen to me if I die tonight. I know that I'm going to wake, wake up to be with the Lord. Yeah. Why? Because He is my keeper and He slumbered not. He is my keeper that watches over me all the time. Brakes don't do that, I'm telling you. The Lord does. He shall keep me. And let me finally say, Lord, help us. He, I am faithful. Let me say this. I am persuaded. I'm going to mess this up. For I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have entrusted him unto that day. Yeah. Amen. And I like that word persuaded. We talked about it out there one time in our little prayer meetings. And Tommy mentioned persuaded. And I was like, well, what does that mean, persuaded? I already had my answer. I want to hear somebody else say it. And I maybe talked about it here. Persuasion comes from having experiences in your life and you look back and you say, I am persuaded that when I go out to my car, it's going to start. You know why? Because it's done it for me time and time again. But when I'm also persuaded of God, I am persuaded that he is able to keep that because I can look back to the events in my life. I can look back to the times that I've already preached about out there in the world doing whatever I wanted to do and God never led me nor forsook me. God was always with me. I am persuaded by the events that have happened in my children's life about them being sick and in the hospital and God has brought them out of that. I am persuaded when the bills and the things of this world have rose up on me and I begin to cry out wondering what in the world is going to happen. God is in control. I have not, less, I have not 
lost a meal, as you can see, Lord, the, the, the Bible tells me that the righteous have never seen begging bread. I know I messed that up, but I've never begged bread because God has always provided not everything I may want, but He has provided me everything I ever need. And I am persuaded that He's going to keep that until the day, until the uttermost, until He comes and takes me on to be with Him in heaven, or until I lay this left hand. I am persuaded that He's able to keep my soul. I am persuaded he's able to watch over my family. I am persuaded that he is my help. And I thank God for it every day. So why in the world, when the things of this world look in the condition that it is, and we turn on the news and we see the world today, that we want to try to begin to turn away from God, I'm here to tell you today, he's still in control. And he is our help. Lord, I didn't intend to do all this, but listen. You want to know what our people need? They need God. Preachers and all of us will get together and we'll say, well, you know what our churches need? We need this, that, and the other. No, what we need is God. We need to love one another and love God as He loved us. Do all that we can. But yet, we need to also remember that He is our help. No one else can. That neighbor that you've been praying for for 20 years, the only hope they have is God. You want to keep your children? The only hope they have in this world is God. Get them to school. Get them all those education. I'm not telling you not to do that. But I'm telling you what, if you leave out God and you don't talk to them about God, you're leaving out the most important thing in the world. And you wonder why in the world people are not going to church the way they ought to. I don't know. Here we go. Y'all just hold on. I don't know where we're going to end up. We're just going to be obedient. We wonder why in the world we see our numbers dwindling. We see why in the world we don't see people going to church the way they ought to, the way they used to. You know why? They have forgotten who their hope and their faith and their trust and everything that they have comes from, it comes from God. And I want to come to church and thank Him. I want to praise Him for what He's done for me because He is my hope and He is my help and He is my keeper. I'm going to fail Him. Y'all know that. I tell you this every time. I'm going to fail Him every day. But you know what? He loves me and He keeps me anyway. That's still going right now, I'm telling you. People put their faith and trust in football and ball games. And I enjoy football games as much as the next person. But I tell you what, I ain't going to lose any sleep over it. You know why? Because I have put my faith and trust in God. It don't matter. It don't matter. I just get worked up. Lord, I don't even know where in the world I'm going. I'm just on the ride now. Listen, I'm going to hush. I'll hush this minute. Y'all people praying for us too much. Listen. Thing is, when I was a young man, I was a young man, I let, I, and I still let things bother me. Let me be clear of that. Don't ever think I'm up here thinking I've got all the answers. All the only answer I have is God. All the answer I have is put your faith and trust in Christ. That's it. That's all you got. If you want something new, you're listening to the wrong person. I ain't got anything new. All I got is what the Bible tells me. But when I was a younger man, I'll tell you what, I, I mean, things would just beat me alive. And it still does. I have a real problem with letting things go. I worry about the game and all these things. But when I was a child, I acted as a child. But when I became a man, we ought to let go of those childish things. Yeah. We ought to, and I'm telling you what, 
talking about not just men, I'm talking about women. We need to let go of those things. And let our children know who our faith and our hope and our trust is. And let them know the things that we ought to be really worried about. We ought to be worried about our loss. We ought to be worried about our church. We ought to be praying for each other and our sin. But most importantly, those that are sin sick, those that are addicted to the things of this world, the lust, the flesh, and all of those things, they need help. And the only help they're going to get is from God. Amen. I don't know. I don't have to say anything about if we come to church, we need to make sure we focus on God. I know we do here. Or I know you all do here. You can see it. You can feel it. Don't lose that. Always look toward God. Do Let me just be clear. Do everything that you can. Everything that you can. Trying to reach the lost. Whatever it is. I'm not, whatever it is. Support it. Back it. Encourage one another. Exhort one another. All of those things. But always looking to God as the answer and the only hope that they have. Amen. Lord help us can never lose sight of that. Amen. That's what makes, and that was our whole point when we started. That's what makes Psalms so good sometimes. Is that sometimes it just makes it so basic. So basic. The psalmist realized who his help was. And began to look to him. Lord, we need to do that today. Look to the heavens. Look to God. Look to Him as your help. Pray for one another. The Bible is clear in that. I heard somebody say the other day, y'all, no, no, the Bible tells us y'all pray for yourself. No, the Bible tells us we ought to tell one another of our infirmities, that we ought to pray for one another. Okay? I'm not saying don't do that. But always start with yourself. Go to God first. Go to God first. Come on up here. Help me hush up. Get us a song. Because we need God. Amen. Amen. Can we all agree on that? Yes. Amen. I think we need God more today than ever before. Amen. I know you hear preachers say those kind of things. The thing is, God's we've always, listen to this, this isn't something new. All the things that are happening today, this ain't news to God. Y'all know that? God knows. God knows what you're going through. God knows what you've been through. And I'm going to shut up here in a minute. God knows what you're going to go through too. God knows what our nation's going to face tomorrow. God knows the next president's going to be there. I don't know. God knows everything. He is still in control. And He is our help. Let me go ahead and spoil it for you. He's God. He's God. And one day, he's going to turn to his son. I don't know when that is. Some people say it's going to be blah, 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 blah. It may be another 2,000, 3,000 years from now. I don't know. But I will tell you this. We're closer today than we were yesterday. But I'm here to tell you, you better put your hope and faith and trust in God. He is our helper. Look to him. Pray to him. God. He's still in control. Don't get downtrodden. I, I guess that may be our message. Boy, it's praying this up here. Maybe. That's our message. I get worried. I do. 
church is struggling. You see, doors closing. It's been happening for years. Happening for years. And then you see these other things that aren't necessarily godly. And it's growing. And, you're, and it's a worry. And it's a concern. God's in control. All these things make us have to happen so that I can go home one day. That's all. But you know what? I want more to go with me too. I want my children to go. God, I hope and pray I live long enough I can maybe see grandchildren one day and I want them to go with me too. I want each and every one of us to go. And if you're a Christian, if you can't say that, let me just be clear right now. If you can't say you want everybody on earth to go to heaven with you, then you need to get on your face and ask God to help you. Oh, you don't know what they're doing. Well, you need to get right with God. I may not like you, but I ought to love you. Let's stand and sing. Dustin, why don't you come up here and stand with us? Maybe tonight you may need a need. I'm here to tell you, who's your help?